And we got some great guests joining us. You want to introduce these two ladies joining us today? I would indeed. <clears throat> um, Dana Conroy, Conroy is a producer at uh, Pioneer Public TV in Granite. And we had this wonderful project we're going to talk about that we did together. And she was a delight to work with and so indulgent of musicians and all their foibles. And then we also have Anna Siga or Anna Helgetotter from Reykjavik, Iceland, who just landed just a few days ago. And she's almost got her Minnesota land legs. And uh, she appreciates the, the wind we have out here because they have a fair amount of wind in Iceland. So it feels a little bit at home. <clears throat> and... Um, it was kind of gray and rainy when she landed. She said, oh, I haven't left. I haven't left anywhere. I, this is exactly what I had at home. So she's here to be soloist with the orchestra on Friday, May 5th at 7.30 p.m. at the Schwann Community Center for the Performing Arts in the great Alto Rhapsody of Brahms and in the uh, world re-premiere of Island, which is a <clears throat> uh, composition composed by Christopher Kaufman, a very close friend of mine from New York City, who wrote it originally for Bill Holm, whom I'm sure all of us remember. And Bill Holm will be kind of the leitmotif throughout this conversation because both projects have Bill kind of in the center of them. And uh, Bill, uh, of course, had a summer home in Iceland, still has, Marcy, his wife still has that. And he and Anna were fast friends and great musical uh, collaborators and he adored her voice. And I am so glad that I got to meet her unfortunately after Bill had passed on, but now we, we do projects together to continue that, that great, uh, great collaboration. Very good. And we will be talking more about that discussion with Anna here in just a bit, but uh, right now we are going to focus mainly our discussion with pioneer PBS producer, Dana Conroy and, uh, the topics for a discussion on the Pioneer PBS screening event on May 10th. Uh, first of all, can you tell me when this project was first initiated? So um, I, I called Dan in July, I believe, of last summer. And he was in South America at the time. Mm -hmm. Panama. Panama. My, yep. He was in Panama. And uh, he was all tan in, in his Hawaiian shirt. And... <laughs> Just looking really beachy on our Zoom call. And he was like, yeah, I, I've planned this concert. I mean, it's not like fully planned yet, but I, I was thinking that we'd film it in Iceland and maybe Pioneer PBS could play it. And I said, well, what if we film? What if we filmed it? And he's like, do you have the capacity to do that? I'm like, absolutely. We do have the capacity to do that. And then it just kind of took off from, off from there. I kept uh, bugging him. He kept bugging me and. We had a lot of calls with Anna and uh, Wincy from Iceland um, overseas, and we were supposed to have this performance in August, but then uh, COVID held it up and it got pushed all the way to October. So we ended up being there during the Northern Lights, which was uh, beautiful and turned out to be like 10 times better than I ever could have imagined. <laughs> yeah, and we even had the uh, Northern Lights here visible what was it just a few days yeah, ago last yeah. week we yeah, had them one week. night they were really prominent yeah, wow no, yeah so no doubt and uh what was it like traveling to iceland so um iceland is i i feel like it has a strong connection to minnesota there's a uh, iceland air which can get you to iceland in six hours it's like not a not a serious travel commitment to get to iceland from minnesota um and once you're there, it's really easy to drive around. Um, I think we logged between 40 and 50 hours in the car while we were there. So 
Um, and we didn't uh, get in a wreck or anything. So <laughs> we uh, always a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> so we got to see a lot of the country. And I think we all agreed today that our favorite part was seeing Bill Holmes house in Hofsos, um, which was really magical. And for me personally, I got to swim in the community pool there, which sounds like, okay, you got to swim in a community pool. But this pool had, um, what do you call it? An infinity ledge mm-hmm. overlooking the snowy capped fjords. And so I'm swimming laps, just looking. And that's because you guys were uh, running late for the interview. And I, so I told the guys, I was like, you guys go get B-roll. Or no, they were getting lunch. They, they're like, you guys go get lunch. I must give lunch and like do a few laps in this pool. And it was like so cool. It's like the most beautiful country ever. Yeah. What I you, agree. Yeah. Did you have to add anything to that? I I'm very fond of that pool too yeah. because you, you're swimming out. You like it's like you're swimming out into the fjord. It's bizarre, <clears throat> and so drop dead gorgeous. And you think you know, Bill just happened to know Valgia, uh, who was trying to get people interested in buying houses and and investing in this Western immigration center, <clears throat> and Bill happened to buy this cute little house. It's just a dot of a house. But it over it has the, probably the best view of that I know of of anyone who owns property. I mean, it's just an amazing view, and uh, it's it's such a great connection. Uh, Iceland is just unbelievably beautiful, and the people are the least ideologically hung up I've ever met in my life. I mean, they let live and they let live. That's awesome. What did you learn throughout the process of planning and filming? Well, Dana was just peaches from top to bottom. I mean, she was uh, patient. Uh, we had lots of details to work out. Of course, the singer, Ryan Hugh Ross, who's a former, is an alumnus of Southwest Minnesota State and our, one of our gold alumni from our anniversary year, um, and it's become a musical son to me. <clears throat> He's the one that really pushed a lot of this through in terms of getting the piece composed and getting commission money and, and so forth. And uh, so, but we had to get his schedule in Wales, UK, my schedule, Dana and and her crew, and of course, Iceland, you know, we had to also make sure that we were going to, uh, and Anna and Wincy and some of these uh, uh, co-conspirators of Bill's uh, put together a a great venue for us, um, the Free Church in Reykjavik. And there was a lot of moving parts. And then COVID hit. And one of our people got COVID and we had to put the whole thing off. And at that point, I thought, oh, great, here it goes. This will be this will deep six it and that'll be the end of it. But we persevered and we did it in late October and we had just a great, great time. You mentioned Ryan Hugh Ross as your musical son. How did that connection form? Uh, He came uh, to Southwest State uh, in Marshall. Um, I can't remember what year it was, but... um, Immediately, um, he was a bright young guy and really eager uh, to to learn and to and to bring himself up in classical music. In other words, not not just learn, but how does one approach the classical music field? And uh, <clears throat> my wife Julieta Alvarado of blessed memory and myself are still active. We're still still active performers and. Uh, he just was, uh, you know, just very eager to not just do well in classes, but to really break into the larger world of classical music. 
And just a few weeks into the semester, his father died very suddenly and very tragically. And we, we felt so bad for him and we just kind of adopted him. And, uh, and he was, became, he traveled with me on my very first trip to Vienna for, for, for students, that is, <clears throat> to take students to Webster University in Vienna. And he traveled two other times with me after that. So he was really committed to the Viennese experience and uh, through a lot of very, hap, hap, uh, very happy circumstances, he uh, has found a niche for himself at the UK, uh, is doing very well, has just finished his doctorate and uh, was in Vienna, Austria, uh, being uh, lauded as the musical expert on the music of Julius Berger, a CD that he and I made together in 2018. So yeah, Ryan is, is a great, I say a shining example of what someone can do from our, our school and, you know, a small school with, with lots of bustling activity and lots of stuff to offer and go out into the wider world and really make a huge success of himself. How often are you still able to get in contact and chat with him? Oh, we talk every week. Yeah. He just had his second daughter. Oh. So he's got two beautiful, he's got, he's got a gorgeous, strong Scottish wife. And, uh, uh, she's, uh, she, she's a wonderful singer in her own right. And they just had their second child and myself and the other pianist on the CD that we made, uh, in 2018, <clears throat> I'm Godfather and she's Godmother. Um, sometime in August, we're going to have that ceremony in Wales. That's awesome. And I will just add, there is nothing more adorable than like a toddler with a really thick Scottish accent. That is, <laughs> that is, that is always good. Might be scary, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, any outside of COVID, what uh, surprised you about this project? Um, well, I've got a question for Anna actually, since uh, she's sitting here right next to me. Um, so, part of this documentary is exploring kind of the immigration route between Iceland and Minnesota. There's a huge Icelandic community in Minneota, which is right outside of Marshall here. And um, what are, what do Icelandic people feel about this whole immigration story? Are they interested in people that came here or how do they feel about us coming back and exploring that, um, those lost connections because of immigration? Well, yes, we are very interested. We, um, all every Icelander has a foremother or father that went to 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 the West, you know, to Canada and to America. Mostly, mostly here in this area. And um, so, because if there was famine and bad weather and eruptions and volcano stuff going on in Iceland, and sheep died and. No, people are starving. So they <clears throat> they took off to the new world. And we tried to, I have um, a pro two brothers of my grandfather are here somewhere. But I think they're in Canada. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, I had, I, I had, uh, I talked to one of them a few years ago when I was in Canada. And he said, he seemed very nice, but we hadn't done anything with it after that. But we we can we ha all have family here in the states or or Canada. I just found the Icelandic people 
incredible to work with. They're so accessible and helpful, easygoing. Um, even when I was there, um, we had a meeting with like a famous Icelandic actor and he was just like, yeah, come to my house and like made us some tea. And he's just like, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you're in a Marvel film and we're just having like tea with you. And then um, just the way that you and Wincy helped us find an audio person and even like the audio people, like I'm still Facebook friends with all the crew members from Iceland that we met and they're just like the friendliest people ever. So that was like one thing I learned is like Icelanders are cool. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) In more ways than one. Uh, Well, you have mentioned a Bill Holm. I mean, how did you approach this project knowing he was in that area? Um, Well, you know, again, it was Ryan in terms of the playing Haydn for the angel of death and the documentary that Dana has put together. Uh, it was Ryan who gave the impetus. I mean, shortly after Bill died, Ryan was deeply, he, he gained so much uh, from knowing Bill, <clears throat> if however briefly. And um, B- Bill heard him sing once and he said, that boy's going to do something. Um, so, uh, but it was Ryan who, who shortly after Bill died, said, we have to find some, we have to set some of his poems to music. And I said, you know, so much of Bill's poetry is, about music, uh, but it's also rather essayistic, a little bit on the realm of, of Ralph Waldo Emerson. And so it, it hard. It would be hard to find a group of poems to make a cycle. I thought it'd be, and then of course I thought, well, there, after years of prodding me, several years, I finally said, playing Haydn for the Angel of Death is Bill's magnum opus. It's his largest work uh, that's continuous. It... Uh, it has been uh, produced by Minnesota Book Arts and was promoted by Milk, Milkweed uh, uh, Publishing. And there are several deluxe copies. In fact, my, my girlfriend for my 60th birthday gave me uh, one of the deluxe copies. Um, and it's a pre- uh, very treasured uh, um, uh, book that I have. Uh, and that work, I thought, would lend itself. And sure enough, we found the right composer, Martha Helen Schmidt who is originally from Laverne. So she has a Southwest Minnesota connection. And that really was the work to set. And it makes total sense. And Martha's music beautifully weaves in and out of Bill's themes of, of, of life and death and the, the power of art, the power of music to give our life meaning and significance. <clears throat> and I, I really, I really am, couldn't have been happier uh, to be part of the project and to keep Bill's memory and life and work alive, which is difficult in this day when there's, we're so crowded with uh, chatter, internet chatter and, and the busyness of, of, of postmodern life. Uh, we tend to forget those uh, who have, uh, who have done great work and are now gone. And this is our way of keeping Bill alive. All of us have been affected by Bill. You can't believe how many, uh, people still remember Bill. Just one quick story. When I was trying to rearrange a flight to Iceland, I was on the uh, phone with Iceland Air, who normally are so accommodating. But they said, no, I'm sorry, you have to use this ticket by this time. And I, I was getting more frustrated. And I finally said, look, would it help if I, if I said I was very good friends with the greatest Icelandic American uh, poet of all time? And the woman said, oh, you know Bill Holm? <laughs> so... 
bill affects all of us, even these salespeople at Iceland Air. So that's awesome. That is pretty awesome. Uh, bill, you wanted to add something? Yeah, I just, you know, we've talked about the project. Dana, could you tell us about the documentary a little bit more in terms of what we've got coming up next Wednesday at SMSU? Oh, yeah. So uh, if you're available at five o'clock next Wednesday, I think you're going to be in for a treat because there's going to be the whole crew. Dan, maybe Anna are all going to be there for the premiere, the world premiere of, of playing Haydn for the Angel of Death, our documentary, which is about playing Haydn for the Angel of Death, the musical piece. But underneath that, it's about a lot of things. It's about um, classical music. It's about what's a song cycle. It's about... Icelandic history. It's about immigration history of our region. And um, it gives it like a really good sneak peek on how this whole piece was built. And uh, it's intermingled with the most beautiful Icelandic landscape you've ever seen. So if you just want to get a sneak peek at Iceland, if you like classical music, if you just want to see what some artistic people in the area are up to, I think you should come out um, five o'clock Wednesday, the 10th. May 10th, and uh, we will love to answer any of your questions, or I think there's going to be food, so that's always a good reason for me to come places. <laughs> Free food and entertainment. Yeah. You can't beat it on a Wednesday evening. Where's this going to be at again? It'll be 7.30 next Wednesday at uh, in the Upper Conference Center at SMSU. All right. Sounds oh, good. Oh, it's at 7.30. 7.30. Okay, sorry. Yeah, 7.30. Yeah, yeah, that's what my notes say. Oh, my bad. Yeah. That's the, that's our uh, uh, Okay, so I was right. It's five, I think it's five o'clock. Five o'clock. Yeah. Don't listen to him. Listen nope. to me. It's yeah. five o'clock. <laughs> Don't come at 730. You'll miss the whole thing. The next thing we're going to talk about is 730. <laughs> five Perfect o'clock, segue, Wednesday, May 10th. Yeah. Perfect segue. So that uh, brings us to our next uh, event, which is coming up actually, I mean, before then. Yes. But it is later in the day at 730 uh, coming up on, uh, looks like Friday, May 5th. So that's actually here in just a, a few days. As you're going to tell us about Eastland and a couple other projects, correct? Yeah, it's it's a bit of busy semester, and <laughs> it's unfortunately we have to kind of do it during finals week. Um, you know, there's always scheduling issues. I'm dealing with uh, uh, mezzo soprano divo divas from Iceland and and uh, 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 composers from New York City, and uh, just getting our folks all lined up. So this coming Friday, May 5th at 7.30 p.m. will be the idea of North. And it's an exploration of Northern music and music that reflects the North. <clears throat> and um, Anna, as I said, will be singing the, uh, be soloist in the Alto Rhapsody, which will, she'll be backed up by a, um, a 12 member male choir, which includes her brother, Ingo, who traveled with her and male choirs, uh, men's choirs are a huge thing in Iceland. They're, 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 they, they're singing societies. They do They sing funerals and weddings. They have their own concert series. They travel around. They're also kind of, you know, camaraderie and maybe there's some beverages uh, drunk once in a while as well. Uh, they, um, but it's a big social feature in Iceland. Um, and so should we backed up by this uh, choir of guys we've put together some from Marshall, some from Sioux Falls. And then we're also doing the uh, world re-premiere of Eastland, which is, the Icelandic way of saying their country, Island, And that will be, uh, at, uh, Anna will be soloist for that as well. 
That's more narration with some singing, some Sprechstimme, which is kind of in between s- speech and song. And that is composed by Christopher Kaufman. It's a really interesting piece because it talks about the, the origins of Iceland born out of fire and ice and volcanoes erupting. And then it talks about uh, the first Vikings and then the people who actually uh, emigrated to, to uh, uh, North America. And it includes a poem by Bill Holm that is the only place you can hear this poem is in this piece. Bill wrote a poem just for this composition called Embarkation. And so uh, the only way you can hear this poem of, of Bill is to hear the piece. So we're going to be doing some pieces by Grieg. Ed, everyone loves Edvard Grieg, the nicest Norwegian that ever lived. Um, and then we're ending with the finale of the Tchaikovsky Fifth Symphony, which we did for our 40th anniversary concert. We did the whole thing. We're just ending with the finale. Uh, get some uh, a little Russian feel to, to our northern, northern music festival. So you're covering a lot of bases. I am yeah. indeed. I, I do that often. Yeah. When was this piece initially written? It was written in 2000, um, maybe 2000 or 2001. Um, and uh, it, he's he repurposed it for one other concert, I believe, uh, in New York. And then I asked him to redo it with Anna's, Anna's voice in mind. And I think it's been a marvelous uh, marvelous transformation. And, uh, Bill, of course, Bill did, was not a professional singer, although he'd love to sing. He had a great tenor voice. Um, but he mostly narrated, but I wanted Anna to in, involve some singing and some melody in this very, very imaginative, very, um, how should we say almost a philosophical work about the, about what, what it means to be a country in the middle of the North Atlantic near the Arctic circle. How was uh, Christopher Kaufman involved? Well, he's the composer. Uh, he's one of my oldest friends. I met him when I was 18 at the Cleveland Institute of Music. And uh, I have been performing some of his uh, performing his works uh, for, at this point, probably 40 plus years. Uh, I played two of his piano pieces on my junior recital in Cleveland. And uh, later he wrote me a piano concerto. Uh, he's written me a solo piece. Um, I've done chamber music of his. Uh, we've done at least five different works of Christopher Kaufman here at Southwest State since I've been here. This is my 25th year. Well, happy quarter cent- quarter century. century. Yeah, that, yeah that's, there we go. That, I had that to figure it out. really old, but the 20, a quarter century. Let's stick with 25 years. Yeah, we'll go with 25 <laughs> years. Uh, Anna, what does it mean to participate in this piece and kind of represent Iceland? Well, <clears throat> mostly... First and foremost, I'm very honored, and uh, I hope I will be able to uh, do what is expected of me. But, of course, everything that is about Iceland, uh, we are very, um, uh, we hold our country very, how do you say? Very dear. Very dear, and we're very proud of being Icelandic, Icelanders, above, you know, proud of our country and every time we get to the pers- the opportunity to talk about Iceland and tell everybody tell the world how beautiful a country it is we're glad yeah. that's awesome now in addition to the Eastland piece you've mentioned uh, you're doing a whole lot of stuff what other pieces will the orchestra be performing and what kind of themes express the idea of the north 
Well, you know, I originally had wanted to show a little bit of Glenn Gould's, um, the great, great Canadian pianist, who was one of the greatest pianists of the 20th century. He had this ongoing fascination with the North. He was from Canada and how it, it can calibrate, recalibrate your spirit. And um, I, I, I've, I've been to Iceland now five times and there is a point uh, near Bill's house that you go northward to the tip of the fjord and then down into a town called Segelfjörde, which I don't know if I'm saying correctly, but Anna's very indulgent of mine. Close enough. Uh, close yeah. enough. Um, and I I go there and I stare north and I feel like my body almost vibrating. It's such an intense experience for me. Um, so this, this we're not going to do the movie because we don't have time to thread that into the concert, but it is uh, an exploration of what how Northern people... Um, viewed art and as an expression of their identity, their personhood and their nationality. So Scandinavia had, you know, was, was, you know, and, and Russia figures into that because Russia had uh, Finland uh, as one of its, uh, one of its provinces. It wasn't a separate country uh, for a while under Russian rule. Um, so it fig this Northern area uh, was just starting to feel nationalistic or have a sense of nation national identity in the 19th century and that's when so much of this music was written um uh, and so we have edvard grieg 19th century composer lived into the 20th but wrote most of his stuff in the 19th century uh pieto tchaikovsky a, a great russian composer 19th century um uh brahms also figures into that because as we brahms was a very uh patriotic german and there was no such thing as germany until 1871 and he also was from the north of Germany, which, of course, had so many ties with Denmark and with the Baltic states and with Scandinavia, much more so than Vienna, where he ended up living for most of his adult life. Um, he regularly uh, 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 repeated quotes of, of Bismarck um, up in, the, in Prussia, uh, much to the consternation of his southern, uh, southern Austrian uh, colleagues and friends. Um, he always uh, kept some sort of part of his soul that was Northern. Um, and that was, uh, uh, we're exploring all those kind of inter interconnections uh, with this music. Can you tell us once again, when this event is and about how long will it be? Uh, yeah, it's, it does. It sounds like it's long, but it's not, yeah. we have no intermission. It'll be over. And I think it's uh, probably 70 minutes um, of music. Um, it is going to be this coming Friday evening at 7.30 p.m. at the Schwann Community Center for the Performing Arts, the Fine Arts Wing of the High School uh, in Marshall, Minnesota. And it's the Southwest Minnesota Orchestra presenting a concert uh, called The Idea of, the, of North and featuring our very, very special guest all the way from Reykjavik, Iceland, Anna Helgetotte, or as we all know her as Anna Sigge. There you go. That's awesome. So once again, that is coming up this Friday, May 5th at 7.30. And you mentioned it's about 70 minutes or so. So if you have a bedtime at 9 p.m. like me, you can show up, watch the whole concert and still make it in bed by... You'll still make it. 9 o'clock. There you go. Uh, very interesting stuff. And it looks like we're just about ready to wrap it up. Uh, anything else before we let you three go? Because we got Bill. He's got a whole list of stuff uh, to go through, and we've we've gone pretty long. Might as well. It's it's the finale for the year, right? It's amazing that we go along, and I yeah. got a guy looking over my shoulder that did this for many many <laughs> yeah. years, and so he wanted to just check in on us. I know he's yeah. probably our 
most loyal listener uh-huh. uh, all year long. Hi, Hi Jim. Hi. I do. Uh, I just was picking up the muffins and coffee uh, certificate for my lovely wife, Mary. It's her <laughs> birthday today. Oh, happy birthday, Mary. And I uh, happened to, to uh, hear that uh, Maestro uh, was the guest today, so I, I assumed that the show was going long. Yeah. <laughs> well, I walked in here and I thought, where's Jim? I've been doing it for 20 plus years and there's no Jim. <laughs> Good to see Great you. to see you. <laughs> see you. Well, there you go. Little reunion. Yeah. Little reunion. Very so, sweet. yeah. Our our last week, it's finals week, so we've got to we got to wrap it up here, but we do have a, like like we've just talked about a number of great events still this week. Uh, one showcase this afternoon yet yeah, from 4 to 6, our broadcast digital media students will be uh, showing off some of their work. So be sure to swing by and check that out in BA 102. We just talked about the big concert coming up Friday evening, 730 in the Schwann Center for the Performing Arts. Baseball is going to have their last home series of the weekend. They'll be home on on Friday as well, a doubleheader versus University of Minnesota Crookston. Uh, they'll also play a game then Saturday afternoon. And, of course, it's uh, head coach Paul Blanchard's last home game. He's retiring at the end of the season after 27 years. So we're going to have a, a reception for him at 3 o'clock at the Marshall Golf Club following that game. And then, of course, Saturday is uh, commencement. So 10 o'clock in the RA facility will be a full day of activities. And then, of course, next Wednesday uh, the documentary screening, Playing Hayden for the Angel of Death. Be sure to come and check that out. It's a free event Wednesday at 5 p.m. in the uh, Upper Conference Center. And not required, but we are encouraging people to RSVP to pioneer.org for that event. So we have enough food for everyone. So, And we do want to mention the uh, uh, grant funding as well. Yeah, this event uh, was, is, of course, made possible through a grant from the Southwest Minnesota Arts Council. So thanks to Legislative Appropriation for the Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund. Very good. Dan, Dana, Anna, Bill, thanks for joining me here this morning. Great discussion. Thank you, Josh. Our pleasure. Thank you.